What's up, guys? Heathen Culture Podcast. Check it out in the lab of me a day. My buddy, my homie. I met this dude uh, at one of my friend's birthdays uh, at the American Fitness Expo a couple years ago. He was dating the chick that uh, we're, I'm still friends with. But, man, this guy and me just hit off almost instantly. We found out a whole bunch of stuff about each other. We actually share a past that we didn't even know about. So, uh, in the lab today, my good buddy, Mr. Curtis Brooks. What's up, dude? What's up, brother? How you doing? Uh, living the dream. <laughs> or someone's nightmare, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I'd say it's probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, dude, let's get some background. Yeah. Uh, let's give the people some background on you, because everybody knows Curtis Brooks, bodybuilder, dad. Also, let's give him some background. Okay. Uh, 36, Louisiana raised, born and raised, Shreveport, Bossier City. Uh, hopped all over the planet, <laughs> it feels like, with the oil and gas industry as a, an adult. Did eight years, United States Army, National Guard, Louisiana. Deployed to Iraq in 2010, 2011. 14 months total tour from mobilization to demob. Uh, a couple years later, after demobing and coming home, a uh, little broken, a little battered, you know, a little mm-hmm. wounded, but uh, moved down to Houston, followed my son, uh, went through some rough struggles with his mom for a little bit and then uh you know we decided to go our own way absolutely moved, moved down to houston to follow him hung out for about three years and then you know in those three years time hey met henry <laughs> <laughs> started hanging out yeah all right so what would you do in the army uh, 11 bravo infantry Your infantry guy yes sir grunt all day all day long man um it seems to me like everybody that i know I have a lot of respect for a lot of, I get along with most or typically military people because military people, we all vibe off each other. You know, we all, we all, we all talk a lot of shit. We all get involved with each other. We can talk shit to each other on social media, in person, whatever. And then three minutes later, hug it out. Like, no, it's not nothing. Oh, you know? All day long, man. It's uh, it's something you, the military teaches you how to coexist with anyone outside of differences or not yeah at the end of the day you're still there for each other and you can count on one another no doubt and and i think that's what's missing in our in our society now i think so many people get offended so easily (laughs) and they're like fuck that motherfucker i ain't gonna talk to him because you know what he kind of likes trump yeah like (laughs) like he agreed with something trump said so i don't like Fuck him. We're definitely in a society now that, uh, you know, everyone's opinion is more important than the others. Oh, yeah. And, you know, nobody understands that when shit rolls downhill, we're all at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the funny part to me. And so, like, in your life now, now that you're married again, P, you know, you're coming up and pick up P and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got your own business life. Like, how has your... Uh, interactions with people and how have you like your social media interactions also how has that changed with uh, the current uh, climate that we're in as far as you know social and all that uh, stuff I believe man I think I'm still raw socially uh, I, I say what I say I do what I want you know I'm a grown ass man uh, born and raised in a rough rough life man grew up in a very very battered home to even make it out and doing what I'm doing now you know being married providing for my child, being friends with his mother, taking care of my mom who has an autoimmune disorder, uh, helping my sisters raise their boys, 
taking care of my wife, you know, um, being an operations manager for the company I work for, you know, uh, it's amazing that I've made it to that level coming from what I come from. Yeah. And in today's society and climate, I feel like people are going to give in or they're going to take lead. You know, you're going to have leaders and followers and, uh, be as raw as you fucking want to, you know? Yeah, uh, of course. You're going to get judged whether you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. As long as you can lay your head down at night and feel safe and feel happy about the life you're producing, that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I always like to go down the rabbit hole because, you know, I, I you and I interact fairly frequently, especially over social media. I always talk about, like, the mask. You know, I'm, 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 I hate that stuff and I talk about it a lot. <laughs> And, and things like that. But, like, my biggest concern now is, like, this world we live in of, you know, thank God I don't have children. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad I'm done having children. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to raise them. The one I got now is 13. My wife's two boys are 15 and 13. There's no way I'd want to raise another one after this. I mean, shit yeah. we're dealing with right now. I mean, do you, now, I used to watch Alex Jones back in the day, and he used to talk about this craziness that's going on in the world with pedophilia and the island and 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 cannibalism, and I was like, man, this dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> and now I'm like, this, listen, this shit's real. Well, I always thought it was honestly, man. I uh, I looked at that stuff like it was something that was biblical, that was done back in the days of like King Herod, and you know, stuff that is so far away from our generation of life now that we would never even properly comprehend it if we were to come across it yeah and now it's being thrown in our face and you don't know whether to believe it or not to believe it but i mean 10 people say hey that's a duck and it's a chicken then you know mr 11's gonna start to think that that's a damn duck <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely well like i think of it like this the world that we live in you, you said biblical stuff i think the old school warriors are still around like I think that that warrior mindset the 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 ability to protect to serve the the community to serve the world to fight to do all I think that the 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 ancestry of that if you will is still alive in a lot of people today why wouldn't this evil still be in there yeah I agree with you on that but I also believe that our generation mid-30s 80s babies yeah are the last of the warriors. Uh, I don't feel that the generation after us has the fortitude or the nuts to stand up for what's right. There, there's a, there's a couple. <laughs> there's, a few, there's a very low percentage. I, I think it comes from, I mean, you know, I was raised by my granddaddy. My father, yeah. you know, my father was shot and killed when I was four years old. Uh, it took my mother 28 years to remarry. Uh, I was the man of the house by nine and 10 years old, helping raise two baby sisters, you know, and, uh, so I was raised by my granddaddy, old school, roughneck, oil field, ocean, welder, ass. Yeah, uh, Navy, you know, old school. So to be raised under a, a generation like his and then know, looking down at my son's generation going, man, y'all are lost. Y'all are screwed. <laughs> y'all are fucked. <laughs> well, like, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, back in my single days before I got married, you know, I used to I used to date a, a couple ladies that had kids and and I always treated the kid like they were mine. I think that's yeah. important. But like I look at it now and I'm looking back and I go, I, I I have this overwhelming need to protect. Me too. And so like 
these kids, this, this amazing, like life, this, 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 that you want to give them is now in jeopardy by all these evil people, like not just Hollywood, the, the, the politicians. And now that dude up North that shot the five-year-old kid. Oh yeah. No outrage. None. Doesn't fit a narrative. There's, there's nothing that will spark national outrage against that. Canaan, I can't spell his, I can't think of his last name, but yeah. the young boy's name is Cannon or Canaan. But yeah. there's no national outrage for that because it doesn't fit the narrative of the way the world is headed. Yeah. You know, um, it's all about me, generation, selfish, unworthy people in our society right now. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse over the last few years. And I feel like it's mainly pertained to out of one side's hatred for the other so bad that they're neglecting the value of life. Well, well, going down this rabbit hole with you on this one, if, if, that, if it's the me generation, then how come the George Floyd thing was so big versus the, the, this, the, not, the non-existent reaction to this five-year-old? I'm saying child. I don't give a fuck about your skin color. Yeah. I don't see that. But a five-year-old child was executed on his bicycle in a front yard because he rode his bike in the guy's yard. Yeah. And, Where's the outrage uh, for that? There's no outrage for it because there's not a society of people walking around marching as activists for their specific race and color compared to another. Yeah. you got three, four, five, six different groups out of those groups that are doing things or shit is happening across the world and across the United States mainly. The one group that's not protesting and doing things in the same manner as the others are the ones that have no reason to fight. They're not standing up. They're not saying, what about us? They're not burning cities down for this five-year-old little boy because the other side is already doing that. Yeah. So what do you do? How, how do you get noticed? How do you get the recognition to say, hey, on one hand, you've got George Floyd, you know, convicted felon, multiple lines of running into uh, situations with the law, you know, drugs in his system supposedly, you know, who knows? I don't even know that the dude they killed or supposedly killed is the right dude, you know? I mean, you see so many different things right now. But the reason it sparked national outrage to me, in my opinion, is that because there's already an entity of people that were preparing to outrage for something. Yeah. And then, boom, this is the perfect time. Let's do it now. That was the catalyst, yeah. That was it icing on the cake as to where you have this young boy five-year-old child out in his yard who gets slain in front of his family and in front of his sisters but that side of the i guess that side of the citizens in the united states aren't preparing to do anything there is no white lives matter activists marching through washington dc blowing shit up tearing stuff up you know so he's just another victim of the situation and there's no outrage because there was nothing prepared to give outrage before this, so he couldn't be a catalyst. Yeah. How many more Canaans will it take for that side of the population of the United States to go, okay, we're sick of this shit, just like y'all are sick of your shit? Now, I do remember, like, right after uh, the George Floyd thing, uh, this guy was on a kid's neck the same way he was on, they were on George Floyd's neck. And it, was a, it was a white child. And it was his girlfriend's uh, kid. Yeah. And that dude, like, he went to jail. Yeah. 
and I know the guy that shot the young, the, the cannon kid, you know, he, that happened to him too. Mm-hmm. He went to jail. But like, there was no real outrage. But what's, yeah, there's no, that's a huge difference in two guys going to jail compared to burning down a city block. Multiple cities, <laughs> multiple, multiple cities across the U.S. Yeah. A four day funeral procession. Uh, and I know your thought process, but he got a flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, come uh, on, come <laughs> on. His parents got a flag. Are you serious? Yeah. So uh, during that, and, and a part of my outrage during that is, um, you know, as all that stuff was happening and the wild-ass liberal left decided to present this man's family a flag, I buried a brother, uh, a military brother, a guy that I deployed with to Iraq, and I was under his command. He's a Boulder City police officer. His name's Michael Lyman. He took his own life. He lost his battle to PTSD. Yeah. And I watched a f- honor guard present his wife with his two children sitting beside her and his mother and his brother, who is a special forces sort, uh, captain, actually, present them a flag from their honor guard as needed. And the entire time... While you're standing there watching your brother and his flag being honored to his wife, you leave and you turn on the radio or you turn on Facebook or you turn the TV on and you see George Floyd being handed a flag as if there's no distinct difference. And that, that's the problem. It's a huge fucking problem. And what it's doing is it is allowing, as we grow into our next generation and generation and generation, for the importance of certain people to be neglected. My son and his son, as his son grows up later on down the road, he may not even understand the importance of what that flag means. Yeah. Because it's been downgraded to career criminals for an agenda from the other side in the White House that's trying to pull off shenanigans to get their way. Yeah. It's sickening. Well, you know, one thing I have a problem with, and the one thing I've never understood about all this, is how are these people in power? How are these... uh, I'm not even going to call them left-wing nut jobs. How are these people that are pushing this narrative in power still how do people think that it is okay now granted I've said this before I've said it on a podcast before uh, Jacob Kugler who you know uh, we sat in here and we talked about it we had JB in here we had several people in here and we're talking the four officers what they did was wrong oh absolutely absolutely I'm not saying that at all those guys they deserve what they get. Full punishment. Full punishment. You know, death row, whatever you're going to do. It is what it is. Absolutely. But how are you going to take something as um, polarizing as this topic of Black Lives Matter organization and go, we are going to honor career criminals. We are going to push this narrative of Racism is just so alive here and well exists. in this country. Bring your ass to Louisiana. You don't even see it. <laughs> no, man. Everybody's, everybody loves everybody. Everybody man. in Texas, man. We're all good people. Yeah, but I mean. You don't see that stuff down here. No. And the thing is, like, 
I'll roll through the third ward and 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 I don't even care, man. Like yeah. I'll go I'll go to Turkey Leg Hut and hang out. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like that's like are there races are there racists out there? Yes. On all sides. On all sides. Every single race out there has a race as a racist to a particular skin color. It is Correct. what it is. But to say systemic racism is alive and well in the United States of America and you can't do something because of the color of your skin, where the fuck have you been for the last 30 years? Yeah. 40. <laughs> yeah. Affirmative action. Yeah. I mean, two, two people that are equally qualified for a job have the same school. The person that has the different skin color is going to win. Because... The the not the non Caucasian the person of color is going to get the job because of affirmative action. Correct. There, you know, I even hate to say this, but even like low income housing, you're more likely to get that and have to pay less in rent, yeah. less in payments, less in bills because of your person of color. To say that that systemic racism is real in 2020, 2019. 2018 I'm sorry I don't see it if I'm wrong I'm wrong I'll fucking take an L I will go to school I will I will, you can take me to school and I'll learn something I'm good with it yeah I don't see it either man but I just I, don't uh, see it you know everybody's on an even playing field these days I think you know do the right damn thing work your ass off pay your bills provide for your friends and family if that's what it takes respect your fucking self above all Absolutely. And respect the people that have authority over you and learn how to deal with a little bit of authoritative narrative in your life. And you've got just as much chance as any other person standing in the room with you. Yeah. There's no fucking way that one person has less of a chance than another over their color in 2020. This doesn't exist. It's being forced, as it does exist, to blind us from other situations and things that are going on. I.e. pedophilia. If you're focused on one thing over here on the right side, how the fuck can you be focused on what's happening on the left? When the stuff that on the right that you're focused on is being forced so down, so far down your throat, you don't even have time to breathe. Yeah. So how can you notice what's happening behind you? Well, like, that's what I've noticed with the media. Like, you know, beginning of March, we started hearing rumblings of the of COVID, coronavirus, mm-hmm. whatever. And all of a sudden, it's like, it's wham right down your throat. Yeah. And then as soon as it starts kind of fading, boom, something else, boom, something else. Yeah. And then the background, you have Hillary's trial. You have pedophilia coming out. Obama gate, Russian collusion. All this. It's all just flooding. Like no one's fucking paying attention, man. I'm telling you right now, there is something going on at the top that no one even knows or understands. I don't even know that the president understands it or sees it, but something is fucking happening because just like in the military, just like being a grunt in the army, we will plan for a mission for two fucking weeks, three weeks before we even attempt to put boots on ground to do it. Yeah. What better way to know that you're going to complete your mission than to practice it over and over and over and over again? So whether it's the COVID, whether it's the Black Lives Matter, whether it's the Antifa, who's funded by George Soros, just throw that out there. So the BLM. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's, you know what, COVID dies down, but we're going to spike it up in the five states that the president has 
talks in or um, fucking rallies in the next few months. Yeah. So now there's more COVID there than there was in the state next to them. There's got to be something that is distracting the enemy. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're the fucking enemy yeah. to the top. Us at the bottom are the enemy to the people at the top because they're not getting their way and they're doing things to distract us so that they can get by with other shit. Yeah. You practice it. You put out a virus that was man-made in a lab, overdosed, increased, mutated in a lab, and you put it out and you see how fast it takes you to control the population of people by scaring the shit out of them and telling them what they can and can't do. There's no way that a virus can not get you in Walmart, but it can get you in a local bar. Oh, yeah. It's waiting to pounce on you. It's waiting to pounce. You know, (laughs) they're destroying the little man. They're destroying self-employed people, hard workers that are trying to make a living for themselves. It's real easy for Applebee's and Chili's and Texas Roadhouse to stay open. Fuck, there's a thousand of them. Yeah. But what about your local gym or your local bar owner or your local boutique who says you can't come in my store until they allow you to? Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. And, and, and that was a big problem for me. I mean, you saw what oh, I did. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, it's, I, I know a lot of bar owners and I, and I sent them this meme and this guy behind behind a tree and it's like, Corona's waiting for me to. I posted it today. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I, I saw I it for a couple days. It, yeah. I sent it to them. I was like. <laughs> I, I reposted like, it today. I was like, wait, don't attack me about my face mask yeah, on. Yeah, no shit. You know, it blows my mind, man, that you can walk to a restaurant door and you open the door and they ask you to put a mask on to walk 27 feet to your table. Mm-hmm. You get to your table, you order your food, you can take your mask off, eat your dinner, lunch, whatever it may be, put yep. your mask back on to walk out of the building. Well, the entire 28 minutes that it took me to eat, I was breathing the same fucking air everyone else in here is. So what mm-hmm. is the difference in me putting this mask on or not? Absolutely. Like, it is not about the virus. I'm not saying there's not a virus. There is. We all know there is. But it is about control and standardizing a narrative for a specific agenda. Mm-hmm. They want to know who's going to fold and who isn't. And the thing is, is like, I, I, I told this to Tyler, uh, who's just on a podcast recently. I told him this yesterday. I was like, there's bending and there's breaking. And the problem is, is there are going to be some of us who do neither. Yeah. And that's the ones that they're worried about. I think a big part of that is I think 97% of us are willing to bend. I think we're, we're bred that way, right? Like yeah. We're, as a child, you know, don't touch that. It's hot. Yeah. Your mom's cooking something on the stove, and you're up there, and you're like, mm, it's not that hot. And you touch it. Fuck. Yeah. You burn your hand. It's hot. Yeah. Next time, you don't touch it. You learn to bend. All right, I'm not going to fucking touch it till it's done. Yeah. So as you grow up, you learn everything in life you have to do and deal with. You bend. But at some point, it's getting to the situation to where the benders are not going to fucking break. And when they ask us to break, all hell's fixing to break loose. And, I, you know, for me... I recently went to uh, I went to Harris County, and uh, some dude. We were at a flooring store, and some dude was like, "Put on your fucking mask." Oh Lord! Oh God! Please don't. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, no. He goes, "Put on your fucking mask." I go, "Dude, I can't." And he goes, 
why not? I go, I, there's a, a medical issue. He goes, I have asthma. I'm wearing a fucking mask. Did I say I have asthma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I Man, say I have asthma? I'm fortunate to not have to experience that yet. And I was like, I just, <laughs> and he goes, put on the mask. You can get the fuck out. Like, he was cussing at me. Yeah. And I go, dude, you're, you don't want to do this. This is not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. Not not because I'm going to fight you or beat your ass. All you got to do is put hands on me. Yeah. Force me to do something. And then. I'm going to fucking embarrass you right here in front of all these people. I'm going to embarrass you because <laughs> I, I know I know the law. I also know the, the, the order. I actually know the verbiage of the order. Yeah. The guidelines, how it all works out. And you're violating HIPAA law. Yeah. Then I could own the store you're working in yep. that quick. I actually dealt with it. Uh, not someone cussing at me, not someone telling me, forcing me to put it on, but uh, went to Buffalo Wild Wings uh, the other day for lunch, and I walked in, and they were like, you need to put on a mask. I said, I can't, you know, I don't have one, and, uh, uh, you know, I've got ethmoid sinusitis, and, you know, med- yeah. medical disability through the military, and I don't have to put it on. And uh, she's like, well, let me go get the manager. So the manager comes out, and he's like, man, what's going on, you know, and he was doing his job being a manager, and uh, he asked me, and I'm like, dude, I'm not putting the mask on, bro, just to walk to that table. I said, I can't. I've got a disability. And he's like, well, can you show me? I'm like, you kidding me? And he goes, well, yeah, I want to see your disability. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you, but just the fact that you're asking me to could get your ass in trouble. But you're, I am going to show you. Just, I'm going to show you just to settle your nerves. So I pull out my phone, you know, and I pull up my damn e-benefits, and I show him literally. And he's like, well, man, I apologize for that. I just, you know, would you mind just holding one up by your face while you walk to your table so you don't upset the other customers? And I said, man, I'm just going to go. Like, your customers will be fine. And I walked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so stupid. Yeah. It's a trip, man. It's, it's tiring at this point. Like, you know, maybe November 5th it is all over. Maybe it ain't. Maybe we never go back to a normal way of life that we knew five, six, seven, eight months ago. But, man, something's got to give, bro. <laughs> well, you know, I, I talked to uh, – I was talking to somebody. I was actually talking to a, uh, a doctor, and we were talking about the one – actually, the county judge, Montgomery County judge mm-hmm. was in here. And we were talking, and he goes, the funny part is, is nobody's pushing immune boost. Nobody's pushing healthy life. Dude, me and the wife talk about this all the time, bro. Like, Nobody's pushing that. Like, Yeah. We're in a gym right now. Why aren't more people working out? That's the number one way to boost your immune system. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in the country. I, I don't get sick, but like once every two years. And my wife goes, why don't you ever get sick? I, go, I, eat, I eat off the floor. That's why. I drop yeah. something off. I pick it up and eat it. Like yeah. it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Like you got to. Those things called antibodies. Yeah. In your bloodstream. <laughs> and no one understands how fucking vaccine works, which blows my mind. I'm like, they water down the disease. Inject you with it, so you get the fucking disease, the killer coronavirus, COVID nineteen. They're going to inject you with a watered down version of it, so you can build antibodies, so you can be resistant to it. Yeah, yeah. Or you can get around each other, build up herd immunity, and just live, and just Just fucking fucking live, live your life, enjoy your life. It's a trip that you see other countries have followed that narrative yeah. and it's gone it's done 
The only reason it's still here and we're battling it, Henry, I honestly believe is because we're in an election year and it can be used as a political attack. Mm-hmm. If this was 2017, this shit would have been here and gone in 90 days. Back to normal. Uh, it, there was something here in 2018. It's called tuberculosis. Yeah, absolutely. Killed 1.5 million people. There's a mask. H1N1. Uh, 60 million cases. Yeah. No mask. <laughs> um, and everyone goes, well, there's so much more death with COVID. That's because they're getting paid to label things as COVID deaths. Yeah. I personally know of two instances here in Houston. One of which my buddy, it was when I was doing my legs, when I was doing the mm-hmm. squat out there, my buddy, uh, the beer guy, he's a, he's an EMT. He went out to, there was a guy on a bicycle. We had some, there's some badass trails mm-hmm. out here that guys do mountain biking and stuff like that. Guy did, went over like a double, mm-hmm. landed on his head, have full uh, spiral fracture down his spine. Damn. Split his skull, like two hematoma in his brain, all that stuff. They went to the hospital and like they tested him for COVID. He died. He died from COVID. Yeah. Not the spiral fracture down his spine, <laughs> severing his spinal cord and brain yeah. bleeding and all. COVID. Yeah. The other one, I actually told this one to the judge. My buddy, who's an HPD cop, was involved in a drunk driver hit and run. Mm-hmm. Like, skull fracture, had a huge hematoma, missing a chunk of his torso. Mm-hmm. They were going after the guy that hit him. They went to the hospital. They took the, the guy that was in the accident, the one with the giant missing his tor- piece mm-hmm. of his torso, tested him for COVID. The death cause was COVID. Oh, okay. On the death certificate. Okay. Which rendered them going after the guy that hit him, the drunk driver that hit him. Wow. They couldn't proceed proceed after Legal it. action. There's no legal action because it wasn't labeled as a hit and run or uh, whatever that, it would be. Uh, vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. It was COVID. That's crazy, bro. And if you're listening to this, this is really fucking true. This actually happened. I didn't believe it. They took pictures of this shit and showed it to me. Like, that's what blows my mind. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, my wife works. She's a clinical office manager for a weight loss clinic. And, you know, like, they come in, see a doctor, and get prescribed weight loss medicine, which I don't believe in. But, uh... Listen here, Ms. Brooks. Babe, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> We're not but, um, saying it's bullshit, but treadmill yeah. works better. Yeah, so she she hears it all, man. She sees it all. She hears it all. And they've changed the entire way they do things. They make the patients sit in their car until it's their time to come in. And then one of the girls goes out knocks on the door and says, hey, come on in. It's your turn to get tested. They go in. They check their vitals, check their weight and everything, you know. <clears throat> and uh, the stories that my wife hears are absolutely ridiculous, man. Girls are coming in, guys are coming in saying that, uh, you know, they had to go get tested for this and tested for that and got a negative test and then they had to go to another doctor's appointment for something else and got a positive test the very next day. Like, if there's a 14-day incubation period or 12 days, whatever it may be, how are you going to one doctor at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday and testing negative and then going to another doctor at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday and testing positive? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> or, or you could go sit in line for two hours not get a test, leave, then get a phone and call. Still positive. Say you're positive with a phone call. Yeah, never even see someone. <laughs> like it. Yeah, man. So you know, it's it is what it is. I think we've kind of all gotten to that point. I, I know us good old boys have for sure gotten to that point of the situation to where 
we're just tired of it, and it is what it is, and we're just like, okay, all right, bro, do you? Huh. You want to wear your mask? Wear your mask. I'm not fucking wearing one though. Yeah, so it is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on you. Don't hate on me. Yeah, it is just what it is. leave me alone about the shit. Let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about your your professional life now. Cause yeah. Like, as long as I've known you, you've been oil filled. Yep. You just changed the game up a little bit. Oh yeah. What are, what are you doing now? So uh, I come out of the oil field. I was a flowback consultant and solids control consultant and everything. And uh, man, I went through uh ups and downs just like all of us have you know and uh when i met my wife and i committed to that life and i proposed and engaged and i moved back home to louisiana and i really really you know focused on that life i had still been out of town working uh, oil and gas and then uh covid hit and the down downturn of the oil field this last time back in february march hit and i was let go from my job they canceled my position uh you know business development manager of north louisiana they just completely got rid of the position itself man i sat at home for like three weeks and my wife was like hey uh you know fixing to get a little tight around here <laughs> about to get snug yeah uh, <laughs> you're gonna go back to work <laughs> <laughs> and uh man you know I, I spent 14 years out there uh, i literally hopped out on a drilling rig at 18 years old uh i quit high school got my ged started helping working helping my mom you know what i mean back in those days you could make a phone call and a guy put you on a drilling rig all right quick and uh but i was sitting at the house for three weeks man and then um I had a good buddy of mine that owns a roofing business back home, and he was like, hey, dude, you know, if you come out and do some quality control work for me, kind of supervise these guys, check on jobs, and go out and, you know, when the roof is complete, you'll just go out and do final pictures and make sure everything's done. I'll teach you everything there is to know about a roof. I just need someone I can trust and depend on. I mean, he was only paying me $700 a week cash, you know, just doing that. And then out of nowhere, North Louisiana gets hit with the largest hell storm in the history of Louisiana, over 36,000 affected homes in the area. So then it turned into, hey, man, um, you're an awesome people person, and I'll teach you how to sell these son of a bitches if you'll just do it. Within the first four days after the storm, I landed 48 contracts for the company, and uh, it just kind of went from there. <laughs> you're like, and so, babe, so, we're going to dinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, man, I um, believe it or not, it's not something I ever considered doing, not an industry that I ever even wanted to be a part of. I grew up, you know, when my granddaddy wasn't out in the ocean, he'd be home rebuilding houses, remodeling houses. He's always working his ass off. I never wanted to part of 14, 15 years old up on a roof. It was miserable. Uh, old timers just yeah, work like yeah, that. Yeah, they though, just man. work, man. Just, I don't know. 73 years old, and you probably still outwork my ass all day long. Oh, yeah. And, um, man, I just, out of nowhere, kind of transitioned into it, and I fell into it. That hailstorm kind of threw me to the wolves. It was, you know, sink or swim. I had to learn how to read insurance claims and scopes and break that down to the customer. And I jumped on with a, a bigger, more established company due to my friend, you know, saying, hey, man, this is where you need to go. This is where you need to be. And out of nowhere, man, it was just like back to back to back to back to back. Integration and learning how to understand insurance claims and policies and being able to break that stuff down in simple terms to the homeowner sitting in their kitchen and that is the hardest part <laughs> and it's been great man it's been amazing uh it's very simple and believe it or not man i just have a knack for it uh, yeah and i love it and and i'm helping someone like you know i'm showing up at people's houses right now and i'm the fucking solution they got a $20,000 check sitting in their hands, and they don't know what to do or how to do it, what to do with it, and I'm their fix. Yeah. And it's great, man. I'm helping people. I'm, you know, I'm getting phone calls like, thank you so much. It was so easy to deal with you, and it's just been really good, dude. 
Man, dude, I enjoy that's awesome. It. That's yeah. And I'm home. Fuck, I'm not traveling in the Wolfhood anymore. Yeah. I set my appointments up to where I've got like maybe two or three for the day, and I'm headed back to Monroe or home by, you know, three, four, five in the afternoon. I can still hit the gym. I'm back dieting again. I'm, I'm starting to lean back out. I'm possibly preparing to maybe jump back into a prep for sometime next year. Couldn't man. have done that being in the wool field anymore, man. man. It was I, killing me. I will never do a show again. <laughs> it's that, that shit's for the birds. Yeah, I'll Fuck tell you, man, that. this uh, – Falling into this new job and this new lifestyle has truly helped my home life for sure. Um, I'm happier. I'm not stressed the fuck out. I'm not yeah. gone. If I want to take five days off and go to the beach for my anniversary, we just fucking load up and go. And <laughs> this is good. It yeah. was great. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> have to call and ask someone, hey, can I take off? Like, I just go. I did that for the weekend yeah. myself. I was like, oh, let's get out of here. You guys went down to Galveston? Uh, Bolivar. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we went to Fort Walton Beach. You know, you're just big, nice. you're just big baller compared hey, to me, man. The Island Hotel, throw this pitch out there. <laughs> if you're a military veteran, they have outstanding veteran rates, man. We spent four nights, five days in a fourteen hundred dollar hotel room, and I got it for six hundred sixty bucks because I'm a veteran. Nothing wrong with that, bro. It was killer. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> Fort Walton Beach, all right? Yeah, huh? making it, notes. It was killer, man, dude. That's awesome. So yeah. now that you're doing roofing, like what's the what's the plan now like like you're just gonna roll with it or Man, honestly i think right now at the point this is a two-year storm for us in our area where we're at i mean with over the next two years it's gonna take to be able to close out all of these homes honestly and another storm could hit by then right you never know uh they're also a commercial roofing company but i live in monroe louisiana and i travel back and forth to shreveport Bossier every day or every other day so i'm in town two or three days a week so it's 82 miles there 82 miles back it's kind of rough on me well now i'm trying to convert and kind of coexist with the owner of this company to open up a division in monroe because it's a freaking golden nugget man and no one's focused on it yeah so there's a big possibility that uh i'm kind of going to go into maybe an operations manager position or even a partnership and like you know maybe try to kick off this thing and, and have basically my own division for it. And That'd be cool. We'll see where it goes, man. Uh, so you, you I think, enjoy it. You, you know? think in roofing is going to be like the next 10 years for you or? Uh, yeah, I'd say possibly so. A good, a good five to 10 years for me. And I've kind of got some stuff I'm working on. Um, kind of, you know, I still have my own LLC firm for my consulting stuff and I, uh, kind of been looking into some different options and, uh, kind of get out and do my own thing, man. I'm, I'm really interested in like, uh, maybe in all services, like, pressure washing lawn mowing landscaping demolition like an all-in-one stop and shop you know kind of company there's a there's a there's quite a few people that are doing that right now they're doing really well for themselves and then uh you know my wife is actually uh she's been working on her thing called tat lab clothing for a long time she's got a bunch of designs and stuff and she's fixing to start looking into like building an etsy shop and producing her own shirts and hoodies and workout gear and like oh, yeah. little notebooks with cool little inscriptions on them and stuff and like thermos coffee mugs and shit and she's got some good ideas under her feet man and i am uh, probably fixing to have to spend a little money in our garage and build her out like a little workstation <laughs> well i mean that get on alibaba yeah yeah there you go <laughs> she looks at it all the time every Dude. night man she lays in the bed for like an hour and gets on them sites and looks at where to get stuff from I'm actually talking with uh, somebody right now about it. We're trying to get more of like an active wear for women uh-huh. off the ground. Cause I mean, guys, like we wear Under Armour, Nike, Adidas yeah. shorts, but yeah. we, we, we always change up our shirts. We always have like t-shirts or yeah. dudes is simple. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, yeah. simple. 
Women want the whole fit. Women want the whole outfit. <laughs> Shoes to match. Shoes to match. You got to figure out what color. It's got to be the yeah. right material, the Bandana, right feel. Yeah. Yeah. Match the eyelashes. <laughs> Dude, it's it's really crazy like that. Yeah. So we're probably going to get into that a little bit with the gym. And then obviously supplements. You know, we're going to, we're yeah. moving forward. We've got um, supposedly by the end of this month, uh, the guy that's knocked is uh, Sam. That's my business partner on the supplements. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to get into, we got Heathen coming out, which mm-hmm. is our pump product. And then we actually have a collagen protein. Yeah, man. I know this guy in North Louisiana that's really going to try to help you push that stuff. Ah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> heavily tattooed veteran guy that I know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of like where we're going with it. And so I think what we're going to have some fun with is, is I'm going to reach out to a, an overseas manufacturer because mm-hmm. nobody really makes like duffel bags in the u.s anymore yeah. so i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna come out with like a duffel bag so if you buy like a whole stack you get like a pimped out duffel bag that's kind of like military themed so, yeah so i um uh, you know not not to cap out what you guys are doing but i remember when i very first started getting into training and lifting and uh, i really started focusing on it and i uh you know learning on your own is is one of the hardest things that you could do and i uh you know i was a big big fan of rich piana you know god rest his soul and when he was attached to mutant yeah Inc. and uh, mutant supplements and uh they sold a kit like that you'd buy like four or five bottles of this shit and it would come in a mutant duffel bag yeah so it's like man i get a damn gym bag it's just to buy some protein, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you had to spend like 500 bucks, but hey. Well, I don't think we're going to go that far <laughs> with it, but. But I, I get the concept. I think it's a great concept, you know? Like, you've got a bag with three stacks in it, you know? Yeah. A stack full of three things in a bag. Like, yeah. dude, that's awesome. It's brilliant. And th- and that's the idea. We're going to step in. And I'm going to custom design the bag. Yeah. I've always been the, the you know me, I've always been the cars. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm six foot four, so. I've always wanted a Lamborghini, but the problem is it won't fit in a Lamborghini. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to call it the Lambo bag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it all suede on the outside, the quilted suede Alcantara look. Yeah. And just open it up and be like bright colored. Nice. And then have like the subs in there. You yeah. know, just kind of like a little. Yeah, I think it's a great concept. A little cool idea. That's kind of something we've been working on. And um, the collagen protein, like we're doing like cereal flavors. Mm-hmm. We're doing like Fruit Loop flavor, cinnamon, graham flavor yeah and then we're going to do a, a chocolate brownie nice like a fudge brownie kind of thing yeah so we're gonna do that and then collagen you know women love collagen proteins yeah absolutely and then you can cook with it and we're gonna do all that kind of stuff we're kind of going to that side of the business of it yeah plus we got a couple other cool shit things coming out so yeah well you know i mean i think being open-minded to what people are truly interested in and not just having a straight focus of one, two, three. This is all you get. It's all we got. Hope you like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the more you got that skull and reef on something, the more people see it, you know, the more opportunities you're going to have to throw that legacy out there. Well, the guys <laughs> came back from Tampa, and they said Ben Pakulski yeah. knew who I was. Wow. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then Branch Warren, like the, one of the biggest bodybuilders in Texas. Yeah. Uh, Somebody up in Dallas was working out with him, and he goes, yeah, man, I'm headed to Houston. I'm probably about to move there. And he goes, if you move to Houston, go join Legacy Barbell. Yeah. I was like, oh, Branch Warren shouted me out. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. And then apparently Armburst, you know, yep. uh, Phil Heath, all those guys, they know who we are. So it's like yeah. in the bodybuilding community, it's really awesome because, you know, we have uh, Hunter and all those guys. Yeah. But uh, it's just cool to find. But you, you know, 
obviously there's got to be options and opportunities for things that are not bodybuilding focused. Correct. Know, women, that, and that's women, where we're going with it. Even just the, the cardio girls that want to go to the gym, cardio bunnies, I hate saying that term, but, you know, just even, even your, you know, your little old ladies that like going to the gym in the morning with their girlfriends. Absolutely. I mean, they like an amino drink if it's tasty and fruity, you if know. tasty, fruity, and then, <laughs> you know, they want to feel welcome, and, yeah. that's, and that's the whole point about this place is, is like, we cater to everybody. everybody. And, and you know, when uh, Miss Beth, who's 74, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong. She's probably breaking records and shit. She's killing people <laughs> on it. She goes, Henry, I want a skull and reed sticker on the back of my car. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. Here you go. I got you. You want to be 74 year old little old lady? Get yeah. out in her little crop top and, yeah. you know, skull and reef on her <laughs> You want it? I got it. Don't worry. I'll put it on for you. That's just kind of the cool yeah. thing about this stuff. So hopefully, you know, one day when you get tired of working for Roofs and I decide to put some of this shit out in Louisiana, we'll talk. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'll be right there with you. I promise. I did want to ask you a question, though. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, in October is the birthday plus my anniversary. Mm-hmm. Is everything opened up over there? Yes and no. So there's not anything you can't do without a mandated guideline. Hear me out. You can't see me, but quotations, bunny ears, mandated guideline. We all know what a mandate means. Yeah. Everything's opened up. You can rent rooms. You can get the hotels at the Nugget. You can go to La Burge, or you can come up to North Louisiana and do the Horseshoe or the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. We did El Dorado. Yeah, you can do it all. But there's mandates. Hopefully by then they probably won't even be that strict anymore. But my wife is – She's real simple. She's real laid back, so she doesn't fuss or fight. And put a mask. She'll put a mask on, you know. Oh, okay. But I haven't had anyone, like, challenge me on things or say, hey, you can't be in here. Or, I mean, like, we're at capacity, but there's a table in the corner. Come on. You know, like, we're not. It sucks. JBE's a goon. Our our governor is a freaking idiot. But we're not battling what people are making it look like we're battling. So, Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can still go to the casinos and get your rooms and hit the pools and everything i mean people are posting videos all weekend uh, all the time because i think we were gonna do the nugget yeah i think that's the plan is go to the nugget yeah that's a great spot man and uh you know right now you may be able to because of what's going on you might be able to get gazebos and cabanas and shit for cheaper than you normally would i think that's what i think that's the plan because i mean i mean if we're gonna spend this kind of money we went to san louis mm-hmm. uh, in june for summer's birthday and dude they didn't even clean the room Oh, yeah. So that's we went down to Fort Walton for our anniversary this past weekend, and they cleaned the room, like swept, and provided new towels, but they didn't change out the bed sheets and stuff. We had to, if we wanted them changed, we had to strip them, put them outside. They'd give us new, and we could make our bed ourselves. But they're not coming in and changing the bed and everything until you're gone and completely. And then they come in and sanitize everything, clean it all up, change it all out. And I would like to think that... That's possibly what's happening with the bigger casinos in, like, Louisiana. I would think that they'll probably give them change towels and stuff like that, but they're probably not doing a full clean and sweep every day like it would be in the past. Let me ask, let me ask a question. What's the fucking point? <laughs> There's well, like, 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 It's like wearing the mask to the table. <laughs> There's no fucking point. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah, but, I mean, I hey, listen, get it. Hey, listen, we're not going to change your sheets because you might have COVID, but we're going to still touch them after you leave. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give you fresh towels every day. 
<laughs> and we're going to take the old towels out, but we're not going to change your sheets, you piece of shit. You yeah, dirty so, fuck. I mean, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's mind-boggling, to say the least. Yeah. I just watched a kid come in here with a mask on. Yeah? Yeah. There he is, right there. That's cool. You can tell he's new. Do you, man. Wear your mask. Do you, you bro? Wear, wear your mask. Do you, you know? bro? I'm all for it, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm a component of the mask. Like, hey, do you, but don't fucking force me or ask me to wear it if you know I'm not going to. Well, uh, I know you've seen this one going around, but it's the it's the extremely overweight lady that's in the in the in the in the, in the, the Walmart cart, whatever, yeah. and she goes, "Wear a mask for my health." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." What are you eating for your health? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a trip, man. I, I honestly, dude, this is just it's just been a big frenzy. Yeah, and I honestly believe that's what it is. Uh, you know, Northwest, Midwest, and stuff like that. You don't hear nothing going on up there. Like it's just it's specific states, man. That they're yeah. just pushing an agenda. I think. Yeah, it I, is it, what it is. It, it's stupid. I, I live that. I, I live that every day. I'm like, it's because we're conservative. Yeah, it's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, and we gotta get we gotta get you to go to fucking Nugget with us. Yeah, that'd be dope. We'll come. We'll definitely come down. Well, you kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's only right down the street. Three hours, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a three-hour drive for us. So Monroe is uh, northeast. You know, it only takes me about an hour and ten minutes to cross the Mississippi state line, cross over Mississippi Bridge from where okay. we're at. So we're actually a little bitty community tucked off in the east corner of the state. Uh, it takes me an hour and a half to get to Shreveport, or an hour and ten minutes to get to Mississippi line. So. But it's a three-hour trip down to the bottom. So, like, it took me five and a half hours to drive here today to do this podcast. That's that's what it's called friendship, folks. <laughs> but uh, now Monroe is that near West Monroe? Yeah, they're I mean twin city, twin cities. You so know, across the bridge, you're in Monroe, or across the water, you're in Monroe. So. Have you seen the Duck Commander guys? <laughs> we actually, that's a funny story, man. Uh, the big house that Willie built on his show, you know, in that last season, that house that they were building is actually on the same road where me and my wife lived in our townhouse before we got our home. And, uh, so, I mean, you see them all the time. Sigh, you catch them at the gas station. And, I mean, they're just normal people, bro. You know, at this point, they're so well-known that now it's not stargazing anymore. You're just like, oh, hey, Willie, what's up? Hey, man. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, we actually live, like, right down the road from the church that his father, Phil, preaches at and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wondering. I was like, man, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, we actually did our marriage counseling, which is very healthy people. Yes. With um, one of Phil's pastors, one of his his, his private pastors that pastors at his church. That's oh, wow. where we started our so, marriage counseling. I didn't know Phil preached. I thought the, yeah. the other son. No, his dad preaches, Phil oh. Sr. And then the brother, Willie's brother that doesn't have a beard, is a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, man, I'm going to ask him when I get him on the podcast and ask him about that. <laughs> I used to watch that show, yeah. like, religiously. Yeah, we see him all the time. Uh, I go in when I can to Kay's Diner and eat. It's excellent food, man. That's, man, if I ever get to Monroe, I must come up there and try all that shit out. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, dude, I just love talking to you and bullshit with you on this stuff. I know you're about to get a workout in. Yeah, I am. I've actually got – so i got to pick Peyton up at 3. So as soon as we're done with this, I'm actually going to grab my bag and knock out some chest and shoulders. You're going to do some parabellum, get started? Yeah. Down. I'm down for All sure. Right. Two scoops or one? What, what, is uh, what are I, we doing? I recommend one. I mean, I'm a two scooper. It's 400 milligrams. And then I'm a one scooper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it'll get you going. That'll, I promise. That'll I get, work. 
<laughs> man uh dude i love having you on here dude, yeah, how can they man. how can they find you on social uh, media guys i uh i mean obviously you want to follow me if you follow henry you can find me on his friends list on um facebook for sure and then i don't even know the name of my instagram handle and how it's actually worded but it's that guy underscore curtis on instagram and it's literally you know like hey that's that guy curtis <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i uh I try to keep my Instagram, I don't know, man. It's it's PG. a mixture of bodybuilding, military stuff, and personal stuff, you know. And, yeah. And then uh, nothing crazy, you know. But if you want to talk and talk politics or challenge me or debate me at anything, man, I'm down. I mean, I'll get into a good conversation, but I'm going to shake your hand when it's all over with. Oh, yeah, man. you got to be able to debate people. I mean, that's the whole point of this yeah, podcast. Absolutely. Now, granted, I'm trying to find someone that has the, uh, the outer concept mind, like – I want somebody a little bit left. I want somebody that can challenge me and debate me with fact, uh-huh. not opinion. Yeah. I want proof. And that's been hard to find. Like, yeah. you can't find someone who does that. So I don't know that you're going to find it here. I think it would have to literally come from someone hearing the podcast and going, living in, like, Arizona and be like, hey, I want to I want to. I want to talk with this guy. I'm down, dude. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Someone from California, the West Coast, you know, what, or even Northeast. Well, what's crazy is, is we've had downloads. We're over 1,000 downloads now. We're yeah. all over the world. Honduras, Brazil, uh, Germany, Ireland. I wonder how UK. the world looks at us right now, by the way. <laughs> they're listening to me. They're like, this fucking redneck here. <laughs> Which I'm good, I'm good with. Yeah. Especially, you know. Well, if, I know the world's looking at the United States like, what the fuck is going on over there? They're like, these motherfuckers are about to implode. <laughs> yeah. That's what's, like, no doubt. Yeah. Y'all going to set here up comes, bombs? Here comes their second civil war. It's been <laughs> a breakout. <laughs> them, them fucking bastards. That's yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. It's a trip. I'm, hope, I'm hoping I can get somebody. Even I don't want to Skype with them. I want them to come in. Yeah. But if I have to Skype with them to have a conversation, I'm down. I'm, yeah. always, gonna, I'm always down to try so if I can get somebody like that, me too, man. I'm open to anything, dude. Like I'll damn near try anything once, and and I mean like open conversation or looking at things a different way than I normally would, or understanding someone else's concept of life. Like I'll talk to you about alternate universes. I mean I don't know shit about it, but I'm open to learn. Yeah. Like let's do it. I, I, I'm <laughs> let's do DMT and find out some shit. Yeah, man. let's figure some shit out. Let's like fly. Come on, let's do this shit. For sure. Let's get baked off our ass and talk about weird shit. I'm yeah. good with it. Like I, I got a buddy Norman who was on here. I'm like, bro, next time, let's get a little something in us. Yeah. Let's talk about aliens. Yeah. I'm fucking down. Yeah. And he's like, he just like his eyes lit up yeah. with happiness. I was so. right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man. I mean, like you know, I, I'm such a. As I've grown and matured, and I've honestly matured over the last two to three years since we met, yeah, I've become a better man. And uh, I see that. I uh, I've gotten a lot more calm and reserve in my reaction to pre-actions or actions to things. You know, I take a moment to take a step back and go, okay, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. Before just hard charging eleven Bravo fast forward. You oh know? yeah, full and, speed ahead. Uh, man, I'm so open to learning new things now. As to where I used to be, like, stone cold, it's my way or the highway, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a 12-year-old to raise and two other boys, you know, from, from my wife's previous marriage that are influenced by me daily. So I've had to learn over the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah, you got you got. It's time to grow up a little bit. <laughs> well, you, growing up, and it's also go, I have to show these young men yeah. this is how it is. This is how it's supposed to be. Not what society is showing Correct. you you're going to be, yeah. but you need to be, you have to be. 
Yeah. And I think that's important, man. Yep, absolutely. Well, dude, uh, we got to do this again. Yeah, for sure. fun. I'm fixing to go out there and get a workout in, and I'm fixing to pick up some gear while I'm here. Guys, also gotta follow him. and shirts and shit. Follow him on that guy, Curtis. Underscore on, in there. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> underscore Curtis yeah. on IG. Uh, you want to look him up on uh, Facebook, look at Curtis Brooks, man. Check him out. He's an awesome dude. Uh, military veteran, roofing, entrepreneur, just smart guy in general. And like I said, he, he wants to talk. He wants to debate. He wants to have these conversations just like I do. Uh, if you like what you heard, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Hit share. Download. All those wonderful things. Leave us a review. Leave us some feedback. Something that we can move forward from, learn from, get better. Because that's what we're about. We want to talk about all the things in the world that matter to you, that matter to us, that matter to your friends, family, cousins, sisters, uncle, brothers, roommate. Yeah, absolutely. And we're down for it. Y'all have a wonderful day. Be blessed. AMF. Blessed. AMF. Blessed. AMF.